Hello, 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 everybody. It's another Monday with Common Sense Uncensored. And I want to remind everybody that you can listen live as well as catch up with us on Rumble. To listen live, you can go to gfbestsource.com, click on the Listen Now button. And to chat, you can click on the Twitch link in the upper left corner. And want if you always as always, check whatever's posted on the GFBS Facebook page. And today we are going to go into Williston, the audit and the adventures of uh, violations of Century Code and other fun things. Williston round two with my special guests, Penny and Don. It's Don Hollingsworth. And Penny, is your last name Suseth? Soy Seth. Soy Seth. Okay, I knew I was going to butcher it, so I thought, all right, I'll just throw it out there and butcher it right away, and then uh, go to the go to the expert on how to pronounce it. So, ladies, we've had a few weeks off. We've had some time for you guys to do some more digging and have some more fun. And where should we begin? Should we begin once again with the the, the violations to Century Code on stuff on this? Um, School reorganization should be should we begin with attempts to reach the state's attorney? Should we begin with talks with legislators? Where should we begin today, ladies? You, you, there's just such <laughs> a plethora. Start, hey, I'll tell you what. I'm going to throw it out to you guys and let you guys take it from from the first first step and let's hit the bricks here running. What do you got for me today? Oh well, let's see here. So if we're talking reorganization, okay. go back you know, a few years, um, there's different pieces, obviously, that are in question, uh, which we spoke of last time yep. regarding finances, you know, and you think of estimated budgets that had to be created for the reorg. Um, and then the state coming back and saying, well, you know, the district audit shows that those estimated budgets were not followed by law. They did not meet century code. So we had raised the question last time of, well, isn't that fraud to people? Yeah. So what we voted on was not accurate. Now, you realize, of course, they're going to say, well, of course, those were estimates. And we with the my favorite with the pandemic, there's been such an increase in materials and, and, and other things that this is just stuff that happens, Right. Well, this was before the pandemic. I so. know, but that's that's their favorite because they think that what we're what we're looking at is only yesterday. They don't realize that ladies like you and other other wonderful people who have, by the way, God bless you, you've spent months peeling this onion apart. It's uh, it's interesting to me how they're so willing to hold us to the legal line. But when it's the, and they're the ones that write the century code, and yet when they violate it, we're just supposed to ignore it. Well, and sometimes it's not exactly what the century code says; it's what it doesn't say. Okay, give me some examples. It, <laughs> well, it just seems like a lot of the things as they were going through the reorganization, you know, well, it's in century code. Well, it's in century code this way. Well, it's not in Century Code. So, um, oh, Don, what are all the different How about things? some, <laughs> let's, 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 I, say, I know you guys have got so much going but, through your mind. So let me just, let me just help you out of here. How about the land transfers? Because I know so, that was a can of worms. So we had the voluntary land transfers occur up here. Okay. And with that, originally, it was not part of the voluntary land transfers was not a part of the reorganization process originally. Okay. That was a piece that was added. Um, I can't remember. So I, I don't want to say 100%, but I want to say that was a piece that was approved or put into code into law in 2019, that session. Okay. So originally, you know, lands would move, but then they had created this whole voluntary land transfer piece. So, um, like, uh, hold on, let me let me find my notations here. So, a as an example, what they could do was transfer lands out 
to other school districts that were, say, like Grenora is northwest of here. Ray is over to the east of us. Um, they had however many students further towards that side of our district eight at the time. Okay. So what they did was they transferred this land out while it was still district eight. Um, they transferred these pieces of properties to other school districts. So yes, in essentially they gained um, tax evaluation for their district now, but the comments that were made in an open forum at that time, we're talking years ago, was, um, and this was from a current board member now, um, had said, uh, we will both benefit as you will receive the taxable valuation and we will get rid of the no votes for the reorganizations. It will pass. Uh, so, lit- nice? so literally the land transfer wasn't so much about somebody needing something as far as land or equity or tax. It was about somebody needing to get rid of the people that were disagreeing so that they could swap the vote. Correct. And at that time, when we had an attorney involved in that and they had helped with a little bit of the research, um, we were looking at, okay, they talked about student um, student value or student tax equivalent values. You know, how much are these students actually worth that were giving away the lands to these other districts? Well, years ago in our research, we found, you know, many, many years ago, lands that had been transferred in other districts and the state school board had said, no, it's not worth, you know, removing those, that property and that tax valuation to that other district. You need to keep that. And here, the taxable evaluation for just one, one district, as an example, There was two students, I believe, in that district, and they were each worth two point some odd million dollars. But that was okay to transfer that when the state board decades, years ago, had said no, because they're worth, you know, 30, 40 some thousand dollars in taxable valuation. But yet these ones were worth two point some million. But that was okay. Here's the thing that bothers me so much is when they're trying to sell this stuff to us, they're talking about quality of life, quality of education, and the importance of the students. But what's really it's coming down to is these kids are dollar signs. And therefore, this isn't so much about a reorganization to benefit education. God knows our scores for uh, our kids in math, English, and everything else are proving that. But what this is, is this is a political game of chess where they're using our kids as dollar signs. And what I'm looking here is uh, there, there's a lot of things that, that are qualifying for when you can do a school redistrict. And I don't think those were met. The district had to be qualified for electors residing at uh, 15% qualified electors, all kinds of some of these other things. And basically it came down to we want to make sure that we get rid of the no votes and we want to keep money. It had nothing yep. really to do with education at all. Then, Go ahead. And there was another school district that was involved um, that is just about 10 miles outside of Williston that has over 100 kids attending there. Yeah. And they refused to, um, when they were divvying up the land, they would not give them any any of the land over there, even though they are educating over 100 of, at that time, District 8 and District 1 so they were actually more in need and would have qualified yes. in, in quite a few other instances, according to the, their own redistricting bylaws. Yep. Yep. And mm-hmm. yes. that was completely ignored because we had, yes. a, we had some other interest, whatever it was, over on the other side, correct? Because in that area, the, taxable evalu- or the tax evaluation was extremely high. And continues to expand, and that's where new um, big business gas plants and all of those things are being built. So now you tell me they didn't know about this beforehand? Well, it's yeah. it's interesting that you bring that up because uh, Governor Burgum's 
proposed funding $25 million for the Find the Good Life campaign, which re- was revamped just past June and focuses on marketing North Dakota's quality of life initiatives, such as bringing potential residents to, and I quote, communities across the state and helping businesses entice them. Uh, here's the thing. It comes down to an expected Department of Defense-based redevelopment project over the coming decade is expected, uh, projected to bring in $3.2 billion in construction to the state, as many as 3,000 workers to upgrade missile silos and B-52 bombing units just at the Minot Air Force Base to which they say an influx of workers, teachers, retail, healthcare construction will be needed to cater to arriving military staff and contractors, as well as accompanying family members. Now, I understand about wanting to think ahead and plan ahead for advancements, but it sounds to me like what they're doing is they're shortchanging the kids that we have in school right now in an attempt to plan ahead for this construction projects, which makes me also say, how are they going to be doing the bids and stuff on these construction projects? Is this just further examples of crony capitalism potential going down in the state of North Dakota? Where it's not going to be, it's going to be on your guys's backs because you're going to be having all this infrastructure and stuff put in. You're going to be paying for it all. And then they're going to come in and whoever they've decided is worthy of the construction contracts who probably have known about these contracts going to be available for quite some time from the sounds of it. They're going to walk in. They're going to be putting up new apartment buildings and new everything else. And they're going to be using your infrastructure that you paid for to entice these people in to fill all of that new construction, which is probably going to be um, friends or family or friends of family or whatever of legislative individuals that are currently um, be, have been elected into the state of North Dakota. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing, ladies. Yeah. And the term for me that comes into my head, not accusing of anybody of it, but uh, gerrymandering. Yep. When you are changing just lines to do a vote um, to get a desired outcome of a vote. That's the definition of it. Well, and the one school that they did not give any any funds to yep. that are educating over 100 of our, 100 of our students. They're also um, a high percentage of Native Americans and um, a lower economic um, what am I trying to say? Lower income. Lower income. Yep, they're they're the, they're the ones that uh, that if Need you if you ignore them, no one's going to scream that much about it because uh, they're used to being ignored, and nobody's going to champion them at this point because they're not worth the time because they're not worth the money. It always seems to come down to money, and when we're looking at school district reorganization and stuff and the vote of issuance of bonds, am I correct that no bond was voted on at the time of the election to vote for reorganization? There was some other fun stuff here. Some of the notes that you've sent me here, it looks like uh, Century Code was violated even just not even just when it comes to voting on the bonds. So there was no bond in set in the reorganization specifically. Okay. Um, it just simply say, states that it will be looked at, you know, it will be reviewed over time. Um, so then, of course, being there's nothing set in stone in that plan itself, then you go back to law. And according to law, you follow that. And there is a process they need to follow. And that was not followed at all, was it? Well, they have not gone for a bond yet. They have announced that they would like to do so, but no processes or anything has come forth yet. Well, you mentioned that you you spoke to a legislator, and I'm going to want to get back to that right after we take this quick break for a profit margin with Oh Heaven's Cakes, because there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes comes in. They have the best cupcakes and cakes for special occasions or even just a treat. They make incredible specialty items by order. And you can even just walk in and find out more about what's there. And they make keto, 
gluten-free, vegan, and diabetic options for lunch with soup. And if you're a business owner, you can treat your employees because they have monthly employee discounts at O4 Heaven's Cakes. They're at the north backside of the Grand City Mall. They're open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4 and Saturdays from 9 to noon. Call 701 701- 757 cake that's 701-757-2253 or go to o for heaven's cakes at yahoo.com and you can be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins and you want to remember to order your graduation cakes early and if you're looking for a cake decorating job o for heaven's cakes is hiring they wouldn't want me i have no artistic ability whatsoever but I, I want to get back to the fact that you, you actually had the opportunity to corner a legislator. And I, I use the term corner. That's my term. Because I find that uh, when I want to re- reach a legislature, I usually have to uh, find some way to nail one foot to the floor so they run in circles. But you, you were talking to them about some processes that were going on and laws that were possibly in violation and they mentioned the fact that all of this was approved by the Supreme Court, but how can it be approved by the Supreme Court if the Supreme Court hasn't had a chance to take a look at it? I'm confused. So there is a piece that is going forth or in process yet um, to say that a consolidated, and this is the term they used, in writing it says reorganize, reorganized district, so school district, can separate. Okay. So if it, you know, if the boards or whatnot, it is so, so be it, they can separate from each other. Okay. Okay. And in there, it states that um, it is a policy that needs to be created. Um, and how it was explained to us was that it needs to, DPI needs to create this policy and they need to put it in place in effective prior to January 1st of 2024. Okay, and then it was explained further to us that it doesn't apply to Williston at all. So oh, it was said that why is, this, wait, cannot, just, this cannot happen in Williston. It can happen elsewhere in some areas, but it can happen in Williston. How can that be? Because it's the Department of Public Instruction. How can they separate out of all of the little school districts and stuff? How can they say, this applies to everybody? Except for Williston. It's not the first law or anything that they've put into place that is um, specific for Williston or not specific for Williston. See, that to me sounds like a hell of a complaint right there. You could approach this either from you getting special privilege to your being crapped upon. I mean, either way, what's good for one public school district should be fairly applicable across the board unless there happens to be something nefarious going on that we're not supposed to know about i'll read to you this real quick okay? okay it's and this is what is in the writing develop a policy and procedures for a school district formed by the reorganized process under chapter 15.1-12 which is some of the stuff we're talking about this right. morning under that chapter the individual school districts for a reorganized school district to be eligible for the revision process, the reorganized school district must have been formed by school districts located in two or more communities, including a rural community, and may not have been formed by school districts that were located in the same city. So they're doing the exact same thing they did before when they said, well, we're going we're gonna to attach these, these students over here because we'll get rid of the no votes. They are um, gerrymandering, using the Department of Instruction to write the rules differently for the Williston School District so they can get what they want. Correct? Did I, did I translate that correctly? Because they like to write in what I call legalese. I like to speak in English. So I try to to translate. So how I read it is that um, they're trying to say, according to, you know, if you look at what DPI says, we're telling DPI they have to have this policy. And in that policy, it says Williston cannot, they cannot go back to the way things were. were. 
Yeah. So whatever, whatever you guys find, in other words, even if it's nefarious, done deal. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. That's just policy. That's not law. Correct. So this could be something that could be actually taken and challenged in court. But that's probably what they're preparing for when they write stuff like this would be. But 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 we have this because and the that's court what comes the comment. Go that's ahead. What the comment was is, well, this will hold up in the Supreme Court. Well, that's fine. But all the laws for, you know, there's question of how the reorg was done in the first place. And there's also a law that has been broken after the reorganization. So, you know, you commit you committed fraud to create this district. Yep, you did. How how is how is this going to hold hold up in court in Supreme Court if that were to be just saying? Well, theoretically, I'm just saying, too, it's not the first time that the state has assured everybody that they're legal in court and that that they'll lose, uh, you know, because why don't even bother to challenge it. And then when it does get to the court, the state loses. But what they're trying to do as well is convince you ahead of the game that you haven't got a chance. Don't even bother to go there. But but the thing that I really find interesting with all of this is that uh, they seem to be able to do this sleight of hand thing where we know we broke the law, but but we're going to write this policy afterwards. And then we're going to tell you that you can't do anything about it because we have the policy. And there seems to be a lot of this going on at all different levels of the state, but especially in the Department of Instruction. The Department of Instruction really seems to be becoming a place where money goes to be cleaned, laundered, um, that that there's a lot of things going on here because it can be hidden under it's for the children. Uh, it's, it's in the name of education. And um, I find it quite frankly – I, I would have said disappointing 15 years ago. I find it disgusting now because the amount of money that we appear to be dumping into places uh, under the guise of education and the children. And then we take a look at the numbers that we're getting on a return of our investment as far as the intelligence of our of our children. And we're not getting any bang for our buck. And for what you just told me about the legalese's, I... I used to teach for 20 years, and I told my students, there's a difference between legal and ethical. You may find that something is legal, but you will also know in your heart that it is not ethical. And at that point in time, you are going to have to make a choice, and I hope you make the correct one, and I hope that you make the ethical decision. And... uh, that is something that I tried to instill in my students, and I can take a look and see that apparently I need to try to contact some legislators and explain the same difference to them. What do you think, Not ladies? sure if that'll make any difference. <laughs> well, I can try. <laughs> yeah, we sure can. I mean, to me, when I take a look at the stuff that you've gotten me, now I understand that we've got another audit coming this summer, round two. And that one's going to probably be a little bit less of an economic malfeasance and more of a procedural malfeasance. Uh, We don't know yet. But when we take a look at just the amount of money that's been misused here, it seems to me that we could easily ask everybody to put the brakes on in this situation and sit down and reevaluate just when we look at the millions and millions of dollars that have gone What do you think, ladies? They were asked. And their answer was? Crickets. Crickets. What are you going to do for um, the, the, uh, the auditor's <laughs> office can only deliver information? Where, where are you looking for enforcement from this? So... Um, It was brought to our attention that the state's attorney is to handle all of these things for the people. That's where the people go. Um, So we have reached out to the state's attorney's office. Um, Having sent them an email last weekend, um, 
reaching out that Monday, just making sure that, you know, asking the question, just want to make sure you received, you know, the email that was sent and, oh, yes, it was received, um, but there's not enough detail. Why, why do you want to talk to us? So oh, just a sec, okay. let, me, let me interrupt you for a second because I want to ask you. So you sent this email and heard crickets. And then you called. Oh, yeah, we got the email, but it doesn't have enough. They didn't even bother to contact you for clarification. You had a recall again. Yes, I called. Oh, geez. And so I sent another email um, stating that the people are wanting to sit down, have a conversation with you and question, ask you questions regarding things that we have found and concerns that we have regarding Things going on in our community, you know, past with the reorganization and current things that have transpired, um, which are new pieces that have been violated according to Chapter 15.1-12, they're in violation. And, you know, literally the law has been violated and broken. And so we have questions. Um, After having sent that second email, it's now been a week later and nothing so what's your next move? Oh, we'll just go down there and sit and wait for him then. <laughs> you know, it, it seems to me that uh, everybody's gone to ground. Everybody has decided that the, the answer to this is to, uh, we're too busy, we're, they're going to crawl into a hole until you go away. And... That this deal is done, that there will be no looking backwards, that there will be no uh, recompense. There, there's quite frankly no answers. Have you gotten an answer from anyone? No. Just the auditor's office. Yep. He's the, he's, that's the only office that has provided any answers, um, any kind of guidance, reference. That is the only office that um, talks with the people. Well, that's why they want to silence him so much by cutting his budget and everything else, because he's the only one that is, um, appears to be, at least to me, open to the people. Now, um, can we get to this testimony part of the event? It looks like that there was some testimony provided by people who maybe were not supposed to be. The state's attorney actually testified in this uh, reorganization plan hearing, is that correct? I see that on uh, the one page you sent me. There was testimony by the state's attorney under oath, and that it technically broke the law and was still allowed, and that at the hearing, the county committee accepted testimony from board members, which provided an opinion which was a violation. What the hell went down there? Go ahead. Oh, jeez. <laughs> So I'm not making you walk the plank, ladies. I'm just asking <laughs> questions. Um, so, of course, there were certain processes in order for this to move forward. The same was with the voluntary land transfers. Mm-hmm. So each um, other district that was involved. So you had District 8, you had Grenora or District 8 and Ray, um, District 8 and Tioga. There was three different pieces. Okay. And within those, it's very specific on how they follow that process and procedure in order to move forward with that, what has to be said in their meetings, what has to be put in writing um, to meet the legal requirements. Now, there were pieces in one of those districts that was not fulfilled. Okay. Um, the, The detail was not there. It was an assumption that it it was from the state's attorney's office. The assistant in that office had more or less said, well, um, you know, the testimony. So now we move forward to the state hearing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nothing was ever said at the county hearings. It wasn't until it reached the state and the state questioned, um, you know, Now you're in front of a judge. A judge is there. Um, You swear under oath that you are telling the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Um, There had been testimony provided from the public. Right. And within that, it was questioned because we had seen and we had questioned, okay, we're we're pointing out this wasn't 100% followed. This 
look at what it says in black and white. It's not how it's supposed to be. And then this assistant in the state's attorney's office um, spoke up and said they wanted to clarify something. Now, mind you, they had already been sworn in. They are under oath. They had said they have told the truth and nothing but the truth. Okay. But then after this testimony, then this person said, well, I need to clarify something. And it was more or less that, well, um, uh, the in, I understood it. And in my opinion, their intent was in the right way. Uh. And so um, it was questioned. So then you lied and did not disclose this at the county hearing. Yes, that is correct. But again, the intent, I, my, in my opinion, in my professional opinion, the intent was there and it was appropriate to move forward. Okay. My intent so, wasn't to speed, but I got caught speeding. So does that mean I don't get a ticket? Because I was talking, you know, I, I wasn't intending to speed. I mean, exactly. Something tells me I'm going to get a ticket. So, but, and there was a um, state, one of the state committee members questioned, so you lied and, but, and it was a continuation of, well, I'm disclosing that now. I want to bring that forth now. And so that you understand the intent was there under her opinion, not the law, but her opinion. Okay. The intent was appropriate and everything should be fine. And it, long story short, it pushed forward. There was nothing further on it. And the judge, no, the judge no didn't even bat an eye. No action, no nothing. Okay, no offense, but if I had openly lied in front of a judge, and I've been in front of judges, um, and I said, well, my intent wasn't to, I don't think that guy's going to take it real kindly. That right. that I uh, attempted to get away with something, and then just said, "Well, in my opinion, it wasn't a lie. It was it was an exaggeration." I'm in marketing. <laughs> we exaggerate all the time, and we still get 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 nailed quite often for for saying things. Well, your product doesn't really do that. Well, in my opinion, in my product. Well, no, 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 no. no. You you're going to pay a huge fine for that. So I don't understand why this is isn't being brought all the way back to square one. And I understand there's been a lot of infrastructure and money spent and everything else. But when you, when you get right down to this, the bare bones of it is law wasn't followed by our freaking lawmakers. And, and there is definitely looking to be a two tiered justice system again, based on crony capitalism and what somebody wants pushed through. I have another profit margin break to make. So, Paul, would you get ready, please, and get ready to let executive properties add role? I'm not hearing it in my headset. We lost him. Okay. I can't hear when the ad ends, so I have to rely on Paul going, you're back. Okay. You know, there's another thing that bothers me so much about this, and that is the fact that when we start looking at the DPI, Department of Public Instruction, and everything else, it always seems to come down to property taxes. And we're in the, the currently in, in my hometown of Hillsboro, we are currently looking at trying to get a school, a new high school built. And the, 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 they're trying to increase the debt limit, which would allow district taxpayers to approve up to $21 million for school improvements. But they estimate that it's going to be $39 million needed to build the new high school. And they said, even if we wanted to, we can't build a whole school. 
And even if the the survey that they're going to put out (laughs) finds out that people want a new $30 million school. Now, here's where it gets fun. Here's where it gets fun. So they're looking to do a $14 million bond referendum for school improvements with a 20-year prepayment period. Based on their figures, a homeowner in the district with a house valued at $100,000 would see an increase of $195 per year with the passage of a $14 million referendum. A homeowner with a $250,000 house would see an annual increase of four eighty-eight dollars in property taxes. No matter what we seem to do, ladies, we seem to coming, be, be coming down to all, all of these grandiose plans seem to end up falling back into our laps and into our wallets. And we're told that it's for the betterment of North Dakota. But, la- ladies, I consider us North Dakota, and I'm still waiting to see the return on our investment. Have your, in- have your income taxes gone down? Have your, oh, no. Have your property taxes gone down? Oh, no. no. What's happened with those? Oh, they've gone up. How much? Do you know? Well, I'm farm. I'm agriculture, so mine is a little bit different than in town, but. Um, mine was, it was closer to 50%. Okay. Mine went up 73.3%, and then they discovered that they forgot my three-car garage and my building addition that had been put on three years ago. Don't know how they managed to miss that for three years. So then they raised it another seventy-seven percent. So for uh, you know, for for the ability of of our kids to be able to do the math, uh, I'm getting hosed. <laughs> the best way I can put it, ladies, I'm 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 not having a great time here. And then they're telling me that they want me to, to on top of that, put on another one hundred ninety-five dollars or more per year for the next uh, twenty years. I I just don't understand how how these people can can continue now to do this and you guys are supposed to sit down and shut up now i understand that some of you have already kind of said you understand there's probably no going back so why are you guys fighting so hard for this because it's the principle of it okay accountability Mm -hmm. we would be held accountable well in in is law not there to hold people or processes and things accountable. If you decide to do something, you made a choice. Well, if we make a choice, we're held accountable. Same thing. Like we mentioned last time, they should be held, whoever it may be, they need to be held accountable for their actions and what has been done. You know, the speaking of, well, you know, we oops and let's just move forward. No, that's not how it works. You know, oh, I, um, well, you know, we, we were, we violated law this way and, well, I may have murdered my neighbor, but, you know, we, oops, so we, we need to just move forward. We just need to move past that. See, that's, that's the problem I'm having is accountability. Every time it comes down to accountability, that's on us, not on them. And it seems to me that the Department of Instruction is aces in lack of accountability. We're spending millions, just your school district alone. We haven't even talked about any of the other school districts. I know Bismarck's getting ready to have an audit done, but just your school district alone, millions upon millions of dollars have just Mm -hmm. disappeared. And yet we are being asked to funnel even more money into that school district and help it expand. But the Department of Instruction has even come out and admitted that our reading scores, our math scores, uh, our ability to have our kids public speak and everything else have done nothing but go on the toilet. And the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And we don't seem to be getting any different results, do we, ladies? No. You know, Kit, one thing that you referenced earlier, you were talking about um, pushing things through. Yes. And um, that was the comment that was used coming out of our county committee for the reorganization, Mm -hmm. is that they were basically told that they had to push it through um, to get this going. And we have emails basically referencing that as well, saying that if this doesn't go through, um, there will most definitely be a call by the governor's office. Really? So yes. as, is, as is with most things that are um, 
nefarious with unaccountability. We seem to come back to the governor's office and the fact that our governor wants something and doesn't feel the need to go through the legal due process of the system of legislation. He just basically wants something done. And short of writing executive orders, which we all got to know and love during the pandemic, he pretty much is just saying this will go through or I will give you a stern phone call and God knows what will happen after that. What happened with the school board and everything else on this? Apparently, for whatever reason, they're more scared of him than they are of the people, which, quite frankly, bothers me a lot. Because when you're answering more to the governor than you are to the people, we have an imbalance of government and we have an injustice. Yep. So do you think that this can be fixed? Or are you guys are you guys going to take it further into legal legal? You guys have got limited amounts of dollars, and I understand that the state has billions because it's going to use our money against us. Imagine how that works. Do you think that this could ever go legally? Uh, ACLU or or anybody that might want to be willing to pick up this uh, in the name of us, we the people, possibly. I'm just wondering what more we can do. I know one thing, and that is if this has been uncovered in one school board and in one school district, what might we be able to uncover had we looked at just start across the board and start going through every school district? But it isn't really just one district because look at Newtown's. When they had their audit done, or not Newtown, Partial. Partial, yeah. When Partial had theirs done, there. I mean, it was. It's the same thing there. Well, kind of the same thing, but they had a lot of stuff going on in there. And from my understanding, there was never really any accountability had for it. Um, change your processes, but there was no accountability for it. So, in other words, it. It. You have the ability that we're seeing for districts to uh, lose track of millions and millions of dollars not follow due process, not follow century code, school boards to um, basically not listen to testimony from people. Uh, The county has the ability to apparently have someone come forward and have a different interpretation than when they're in front of a judge as far as testimony goes. And basically the best advice that comes back is, well, we'll change our process. That's it? Yes. That's all that has transpired thus far. And um, I know it was stated there's different people or organizations or whatnot that post pieces. And, you know, what I had seen thus far is um, one group was posting just the findings from the audit. They were going one, you know, each day they were doing one. So one through and I think the next one would be number 17. Um, and, uh, they took a little break with all the, we had some, um, tragic things occur in our community. Yes. You lost, car some, you lost some young we people. We lost four kids. Yep. You lost some young students people. in our community. So it was a little harsh with two different accidents, but you know, they, there's a break there and, you know, they'll get back on sharing those each day. Um, and there was someone that had made a rebuttal in their comment regarding that and saying, well, you know, you, you're saying all this, but you need to let the people know also the, the plan, the corrective action pieces that are there. What does a corrective action do? What's been done? Nothing. It does absolutely nothing. So what's the point of putting it out there? It's on their website. You can go and get it yourself too. Mm-hmm. It just seems to me that, that, that with the millions of dollars, that are going, quite frankly, we don't know where they're going, so I'm going to say they're going to waste. If there's uh, $13, $14 million lost here, if there's credit card bills lost there, if there's all, all of this comes and there's no accounting for it, then as far as I'm concerned, if you can't account for it, it's gone to waste. It's theft. Uh, yes, yes. And, it, and there's, there's no accountability at, at any point, at any time. Now, if, if you or I... 
were a member of a small business, and I run a small business, and I was suddenly, if the government came to me and suddenly said, well, well, where's this money? And I said, well, I don't know. Do you think that their recommendation for me would be, to, well, that's okay, just change your processes? Yeah, what, no. what do you think? Not going to happen that way. They'll say that, but you'll probably have a fine and something else going on, too. Oh, I can, I can assure might, you. They might handcuff me depending on how much money it is and who's affected by it. Well, that's the thing that bothers me so much is the fact that the only people that seem to be held accountable at any point anymore in our state is we the people. The key to when government was set up and I've studied history, is that the people in government are supposed to answer to the people and, quite frankly, respect slash be a little bit afraid of the people. And that's the way it's supposed to work. People are not supposed to be afraid or live in fear of repercussions from the government. The government is not supposed to be weaponized. And I guess when I look at what's going down here, uh, it appears to me that the Department of Instruction... Uh, the attorney general's office, uh, the legislators. It appears to me that there's been a lot of uh, not only just unaccountability, but almost a weaponization because you guys didn't want this in the first place. You didn't want this redistricting. You were forced into that. That to me is using government as a weapon. Yeah. I can't see any way. Go ahead. No, if you go back and you look at, okay, what constitutes for, you know, a dissolution, if we're talking a dissolution of a school district, yep. okay, and that's what comes to mind. Well, reasons for dissolving or removal of a district and maybe doing a reorganization at that point would be, A, the district is financially unable to effectively and efficiently educate its students. That was not the case. Um, B, the district has not operated as a school as required by 615.1-12-24. That's not the case. Um, It was a very viable school district. C, a school board has determined that disillusion is in the best interest of its students. Where were the students brought up in all of this conversation when we're talking fraud with estimated budgets we're talking you know gerrymandering with land transfers we're talking all kinds of different things where were the students in that those conversations i don't recall them ever being a part of the conversation the only time they were part of the conversation was when it was compared that these students are worth x amount of tax dollars which isn't talking about students it's once again talking about money what my favorite phrase has always been is been follow the money And I have a feeling that we're doing that as well in Williston. We're going to probably be doing that in Bismarck. We appeared to do some of that in partial. I think in just about any school district that you want to take a look at, you're going to have the ability to follow the money and watch it go poof. And it's gone. And that's that's our money. That's my um, 73-point-plus-77 percent tax raise and my $195 additional per year in property taxes, because most of that goes to the school board, not to mention the stuff that's being supplied, quote unquote, by the state. And seeing as how the state doesn't supply any money, we the people supply money. Again, it's coming out of both my pockets. So when when people say, oh, well, we'll pay the state will pay down that that fund and you'll get credit on your property tax. They're using my money to pay down my property tax. So that the school district can raise my property tax by raising the estimated value on my house. And I'm not supposed to be able to understand what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm blonde. Or I used to be blonde. I'm gray now. But I'm damn, I'm, I'll be damned if I'm that stupid because I'm not. I've got one more really quick, wonderful profit margin break to take here. Ladies, and it's for life vantage. And I want to ask you, do you take collagen? Have you heard about the one-of-a-kind collagen? Because this collagen not only replenishes your body, but helps your body create its own collagen using natural products as well as maintains it. To find out more about this amazing product, please contact Stephanie Kronelka and LifeVantage. For more information, check out Steph. 
k.lifevantage.com or text 701-230-9306. That's 701-230-9306 or email skbesthealth at gmail.com and biohack your life with LifeVantage. If you happen to be computer illiterate, as in many cases I am, click on the link on the gfbestsource.com and go directly to LifeVantage. Ladies, we've got about 10 minutes left. Where are we headed with Williston? Uh, I don't expect that you guys are going to stop digging, and the more that you dig, you find out more and more. As you get more, I would love to have you on again, and so we can release more. What I'd like people to understand is, in this one-hour show, you have collected months of knowledge from these two ladies and many others that have been very active behind the scene, uh, keyboard warriors in yeah. the good in the good way, that have been doing research, have been asking pertinent questions, have been saying to people, um, what's the deal, and pressing them and continuing to, to press them for an answer. And we're going to continue to do that here, but I want everybody to understand that you might want to start looking in your own backyard. This is not exclusive to Williston. This is not exclusive to Partial. This could easily be the case where you are sending your child for an education and you are scraping together to pay your property taxes for the good of your child, for the good of your community, for the good of your future, only to not know where millions of dollars are going, how redistricting is affecting uh, your children, where they can choose to go to school or not, and what type of quality education they're going to be getting or not. And you are being told basically to trust people. And the one thing I've learned in 67 years is this. The minute someone looks me in the eye and says, trust me, I start asking questions. Where are we going, ladies? Well, you know, we talk about this like you've been saying, and Penny said to both of you did, you know, look in your own backyard. It's very true. Um, and some of the things that we've looked at, and this is this is more than just months. This has been years, obviously, because it's been over three years ago since the reorganization had started. Right. Um, but also, you know, in more current times, and the more you learn, the more you the more research you do, obviously, the more you learn and educate yourself and processes and so on and so forth. But then you find you start asking questions and then that leads to another question. And then that leads down another rabbit hole, so to speak. Um, and you start to find why is it that the governor was so engulfed in having this reorganization happen in our very community? And then you start to realize, well, yeah, there's a bigger picture here. Okay, well, why wasn't that disclosed years ago? But the bigger picture is there's money involved here, there, and everywhere else, and in infrastructure, economic development, and growth. And, you know, our whole community has basically reorganized. Well, what starts things off and what is the easiest excuse to use and manipulate? Well, that's the schools. So absolutely, if you start questioning, you bring up this $25 million that the governor wants to put forth in, what is that called again? It's the Local Community Champions, it's Find the Good Life campaign. I'll send you the information, it's it's really fun. So, you know, this Good Life campaign, well, and I've heard questions, you know, in conversation with some other areas of, well, we have this going on. They're starting to question, you know, the rural school districts, and they're talking about more consolidations. Oh, well, yeah, we've already been there. We already know how that works, and look at where we're at. Connect all the dots. You can see what this big picture is, is they need to restructure your community in order to have more bigger business show up. And, you know, again, who controls the bids? Who controls how the processes work? Who has all kinds of LLCs? Well, not all the little guys. Usually it's a lot of state positions. Who's known about this for a Who's known about other, this for quite a while and, and went in and bought the land cheap? Yep. So they can put up the apartment buildings and everything else because they're independent contractors and things. And who's known that this was coming and, and, and before all of this word gets out. And so, of course, that drives up land prices and everything else. Who had the ability to get in there and buy cheap and just sit on it? Yep. yep. And 
And when if somebody does start looking into this in their area and their communities, um, you will have roadblocks. Yep. It could be anything from um, open records requests um, not being given timely or to the point where you can't open them. It could be um, missing documents in open records requests. It, I mean, you're going to have roadblocks left and right, and don't get frustrated with it. Just read the law and know what you know know what the law is, and then go from there. Well, I happen to know that you ladies spent about four hundred and fifty dollars to get a thumb drive for a for an open records request, and it's in a format that you can't open. And you were basically told, "Oh well." Is that correct? So it was. Yeah, it was four hundred and seventy-five dollars. Jesus. For an open records request. If you you want it this way, it's in, you know, more or less an HTML format and it's a pain in the butt to open, which I've done that before. I've done that over time. I've received them in that way. Yes, it's difficult, um, but it can be done. Um, however, um, if you want to spend another $200, so a total of $675, we will send you all the PDF versions of these. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we get the first one at the 475 thinking, well, well, we'll just take the time, we'll get it open, we'll see what's there, and go from there. Well, the file is not openable, meaning you, you can open up, see that there's a bunch of files there. However, they're not accessible. It says, make sure you're connected to the network files. Well, nobody else outside that school district is connected to those files. So it's under their server, saved to their server specifically. So you can't, you can't access that. So it was requested to have, you know, okay, fine. We can't open this up. So then we'll pay the extra $200. Okay. And get the PDF versions. Well, that flash drive, okay, fine. It shows that there's a couple hundred PDFs or so or whatnot. Um, Now, mind you, those are just PDFs, a couple hundred of them. Um, But there's only information regarding three board members when it was requested of all seven and all of their communications with whomever that may be. It doesn't matter. There's only three board members in there. And only because there's duplicate emails over and over and over not of like the stream of the conversation no just the original email there's 32 of them on one and 30 some on another 26 eight what what have you so there it really only boils down to there's only a few emails that are on there but yet the the first flash drive shows um that there's 437 files okay so we're, yeah. we're Go ahead. Well, and not only that, but those um, some of those uh, board members are using personal emails and their personal cell phones. Well, if they're using that for board business, that is open to that everything. Is, it should be. However, however, she was told she's going to need a court order to get them. Yeah, which is against that should order. not happen. Uh, they should be told nope. that they have to use state for a state business. They have to use either state accessible machinery or they have to allow their personal to be open for for open records it's the way it should be you know what i get back to ladies is this we may have legal they may have legally given you the open records but they ethically made sure you couldn't access what they gave you legally they did exactly what you asked ethically they did everything they could to block your way Technically, they did not follow the full the law to its extent, and it says they can submit it however format they so choose. Yep, which they did. However, it does have to be accessible, which they did not do. They broke the law, which describes a lot of what's gone on here in in the entire situation around Williston. They've skirted the law. They've trampled it. They've bent it, they've broke it, they've punched through it, and they've told everybody that's asked a question, basically, none of your business. Don't worry about it. We've got this. Sit back and just keep giving us money so we can make sure that we have uh, enough money under our, our fingernails for the next time that we, we need to do something like this. Ladies, thank you again very much for the update. I'm looking forward to, to being able to hear more. When the next audit comes out, I have a feeling that that one's going to make the other one look like a walk in the park. I would like to remind everybody that 
We are live from 1 to 2 on Mondays. We love having information like this given to us. And we love the fact that there are people out there who care not only about their communities, but the communities of others in the state of North Dakota. And Common Sense Uncensored will continue to go forth and do its best to make sure that you are informed. Everybody, have a blessed Monday. Stay safe out there. And we have finished with winter. Hopefully by now we are on into flooding season. So everybody grab a kayak (laughs) and an oar and keep paddling because we can only do the best we can if we stay alive and fight back. Take care, everybody.